0: easier and with less effort. Are you ready to step into a life of abundance? Join me Friday, May the 31st for my free money mindset workshop. To sign up for your free place, visit cannycrystalsacademy.co.uk forward slash workshop. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn,
1: you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
0: Hello everyone, good morning. Uh well, unless of course you're listening on an afternoon in which case good afternoon everyone. Um I hope you're all okay and doing well. Before we start, can I just say how mad was Tuesday? The date was the 22nd of the 2nd, 22. So like 22222. Two, 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 two? <laughs> I think. And I saw bloody twos everywhere all day. Uh, I don't know if you saw my Instagram story or the TikTok that I put on either, but when I wake most mornings, I kind of just check to see if I've had any orders come through the night and that kind of thing. And when I woke up on Tuesday, I had a look and it said that 22 people had been on my website and orders had come through mounting to £222. How mad. My jaw hit the floor. Like sometimes the universe speaks to you and then other times. It screams. I loved it, though. Like, really, let me know that I was on the right track in life and just to keep plodding on. And then on the afternoon, I had a bit of a meditation. I attempted to visualise what I want in the next year. I thought, why not? It's the most powerful day in numerological terms. And how fucking windy has it been here in the UK, by the way? Oh, my God. I'm not sure if it's affected you listeners abroad, but there's been, like, some of the strongest winds, I think, we've had in the UK since 1977 or something. Like, can you believe my poor plants in the garden? I've even brought a couple of them indoors because I felt sorry for them, basically. I'm such a bloody pussy, Anna. I? Um, I just can't wait for spring to start next month. Warmer weather to arrive. Just to be able to sit in the garden in the day with a nice cold drink. God, I love the summer. I'm currently sat here. I don't know if you can hear this. That's my hot water bottle. I am freezing right now. It's currently snowing outside as well. Oh, I just hate life. Well, I don't hate life. I hate the weather. Um, But yeah, I've got four weeks of my 75-day challenge left. Can you believe so far I've lost 19 pounds in seven weeks? Like, I think that that is the most that I've ever lost. I've been carrying an appetite crystal with me at all times as well, ironically, which is well known for uh, suppressing cravings. And it's definitely doing its bloody job. Like, I'm actually so impressed with how well I'm doing. I know this sounds like I'm blowing my own trumpet, but hey-ho, I've got nobody else to talk to about it other than you, beautiful lad. But once I've finished the full 75 days, I'll put my... Am I going to do this? Yeah. I'll put my before and after pictures on Instagram and TikTok. Maybe not on Canny Crystals, because I'll be like... I'm selling crystals out of my belly button or something, do you know what I mean? But yeah, maybe I'll put them on my private Instagram, which is at Mart the link's in the show notes. Um, but yeah, it's embarrassing because on the first one, I actually look like a half inflated beach ball, but the transformation so far has been insane and people have been messaging us, like messages of support, like even from the gym and just people that I haven't seen for years saying, no, oh, you've been my inspiration to, like carry on with my diet. I was falling off the wagon and then I saw you still cracking through your 75 day challenge and I thought, well, if he can do it, I can do it. I think that's really, really, really nice. So I'm going to do it as a motivation thing. I'm not going to do it as, hey, look at my beautiful body because it's not beautiful. (laughs) Well, it will be, but it's not just yet we're on route. Anyway, let's get cracking with this week's episode. I talk too much, don't I? So I wanted to talk this week about something that I've mentioned a few times in the past episodes, but we've not gone into too much depth about. So that is uh, conditioning and programming and the conditioning and programming that we've had growing up, mainly from our parents and mainly from other family members, but programming into a life full of scarcity and lack And how we move on from this into a life filled with abundance and joy. So we all know by now that we are all conscious creators of our own realities. Okay, so you hold all the power. There's magic within you for anything that you've ever wanted to create in your life. And because you've always known that you were meant for more, even back when you were just a child. And I guess for me growing up, I just wasn't sure how to access this power. I didn't know how to activate it. Uh, I always thought to myself that at some point, just like other people do, I was going to be wealthy and rich and have everything that I wanted in life. And I didn't know how it was going to happen for me at all, but I just knew that I was going to figure it out somehow. And I guess that everyone has that kind of dream, don't they? I remember being maybe 11 or 12 and I was watching an interview with Joey Halliwell and brackets, just FYI, she was always my favourite Spice Girl Not so much anymore. She's more Tory spice than anything else. Close brackets. Uh, But anyway, in this interview, she was shown the camera crew around her old bedroom at her mum's house. And she started opening the back of this picture frame. And from this picture frame, she took out this piece of paper folded up And she called it her cosmic wish list. She would write down her wishes. um, She put them in the back of the photo frame of a dead loved one. Bit morbid, I know. But she said that they would send that message off into the universe for her. So when she started to read out the list, it was things, you know, like, I wish I had enough money to be able to treat me family and friends. And I wish that I was known for my talents worldwide questionable, and there was a list of about five different things, and each one of them had come true for Jerry, so there I am, fully shook, age 11 or 12, scribbling my wish list on me little jotter from school, ripping it out, I wish for a thousand pound, I wish to meet the Boys. you know, both of which have come true by the way, (laughs) lol, Uh, especially at the one thousand pound thinking that it was the most money ever. But I guess that this was my very first experience at manifesting. So I wrote down my list. I believed that everything on it was coming to me and that my dead granddad would bring it to me. And why wouldn't I? Like, it worked for Jerry, so it would work for me. And I left the rest up to the universe to deliver. And then consciously, I'd say, I don't think I actively manifested much until my late teens. That's consciously. Obviously, I manifested subconsciously all the time. But I would kind of turn up at music gigs at the arena in Newcastle, for example, and I'd be dressed to the nines with all the hope and faith that I would get two minutes and a photo with my musical loves. And I mean, it happened every time. Like The amount of times I met Girls Aloud, Sugar Babes, S Club Steps. It was unbelievable. And I used to put photos on Facebook and stuff. And people were like, well, I think it was Face Party at the time in MySpace. And people used to message me and be like, how do you get to meet all these celebs? And I just used to say, well, just in the right place at the right time. But I was like consciously manifesting that all the time. I honestly think it was due to the fact that I'd turned up kind of knowing in my heart that I was going to meet them. And therefore, I was putting that message out into the universe naturally i'd love to say that at 18 19 year olds that i'd figured out my whole life and that everything was hunky-dory and that i manifested my dream life right there and then but like everyone else i had to go through this journey just as you've heard before i had to go through the ups and downs that i've spoke about in all the past episodes so i started college to be a chef i sharp realized i didn't enjoy it i started working in a salon and i absolutely fucking hated every minute of it I worked on the fish counter at Asda. Worst job ever. I was coming home every night scrubbing my hands with bleach to get that rotten fish smell off my skin. I really felt like I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing with my life. And I guess we all get like that at some point. But I had to really think about what are some of the things that have been working for me so far. What are the things that have not been working for me. And it wasn't until I started working for the NHS that I discovered personal development. And... They would put me on courses to develop things like communication skills or how I react to stressful situations or how to have that emotional intelligence when speaking to patients. And this was all kind of that light light bulb moment kind of thing for me. So I was able to level myself up time and time again. And the possibilities were going to be endless. In my 13 years in the NHS, I have easily accrued over like maybe a hundred course or workshop certificates on personal development, and each one has taught me something different about myself. But I guess, for me, I could apply all these skills to everyday life, but then I couldn't apply it to my bank balance because I had so many limiting beliefs about abundance. And for me, abundance and wealth was the key to bringing joy and happiness. I could sit on all the workshops and courses that the world had to offer, but if I was still overdrawn in my bank what was the point? I'd never be happy. Does that make sense? So I've spoken in a past episode, can't remember which one, about how money was hard for me and my family. And I just couldn't really figure out how I could actually receive that abundance that I dreamt about being a kid. And like I mentioned before, I went through life blind until a few years ago when I started my spiritual journey. And I basically had this moment of realisation and almost like a spiritual awakening, if you call it that. So I committed myself to living life as if I was already successful, as if I'd already had more than enough money, and even just for one month that I didn't go overdrawn in my bank balance. Believe me, I tried everything. I would read every book in the Law of Attraction. I would meditate. I'd be sat there listening to subliminals. I'd do my vision boards. I'd do visualizations I'd change negative self-talk, I'd change my thoughts, I'd change my beliefs, I'd repeat affirmations till I was blue in the face. I was so committed. I wanted to do everything in my power to be as successful as I could possibly be. And I kept saying to myself, what's the worst that's going to happen? The worst that's going to happen is I'm going to fail and come right back to where I started, which is already where I am right now. So nothing could have got worse than living in your overdraft, thousands on credit cards, still living with, like at your mom's house, in a poorly paid job. And that was what I had to realise, that I was already living my worst case scenario. So what did I actually have to lose? Absolutely nothing. So let's dive into abundance and what I consider as abundance. And right now, my limiting beliefs are I'm not abundant or I'm not wealthy, but actually... If I had a time machine and I went back in time and I spoke to Mart from 2005, for example, he would have jumped at the opportunity to trade lives with the person I am right now. Now, the reason that I'm talking about this is that obviously it's no secret whatsoever that everybody in the world struggles with abundance at some point in their lives. And scarcity is the most active reality for so many people out there, like either not having enough or living from payday to payday or even just having enough to get by, feed the families, heat the homes, that kind of thing. But I'm here to tell you and make you see just how abundant you already are and just how much you have access to already. So for me, abundance is about creating a life of more than enough, and that's really how I define it. So I'm constantly looking in areas of my life for that overflow or areas that I can fill up so much that I have much more than enough, like more than enough that I need, basically. And then that'll enable me to be able to give to people in need, to help out my family and my friends, that kind of thing. And don't get us wrong, when I mention abundance, a lot of people equate abundance to just being about money. And of course, I used to think it was just about having more money too. But it also means like having amazing, incredible experiences and things in your life and even manifesting incredible things in your life like love or more energy or better health and happiness, kind of more success and increase in inner peace, whatever that may mean for you. Okay, so I'm here to tell you right now that every single thing that we could ever imagine already exists for us to tap into and tapping into that frequency of having more than enough so that you can change your life for the better. But also, when you think about it, by changing your life, you're also creating that ripple effect. So by showing everyone else that views your life that they too are also limitless and abundant, So everything that is available to you is also available to them. And that's what you're doing by kind of setting an example, if that makes sense. So you might have heard other people talk about another universal law called the law of oneness. And what that basically states is that we all originate from the same source and that we are all one. And what that means is that what's possible for one person is actually possible for every single person on the planet. And I'm going to go all Molly Mae on you here, but if it's possible for Beyoncé, then it's possible for you. So every single experience that Beyoncé has had in her life is possible, okay? And we know that because we've seen her do it all. So then that gives us the hope and the faith that okay, maybe this is possible for us as well. If she can do it, why can't I? And I know you're probably thinking the exact same as what everyone else said when you know that Molly Mae quote got take out of taken out of context, but. She'd been brought up in a life of privilege and she'd already been on a pedestal when her life started out. But I'm not trying to tell you that. I'm just here to talk about the possibilities. And I, I think basically that if you see something as possible for one person, it gives you the faith, the hope, the aspiration that, okay, maybe I can at least work towards that and take steps in the right direction. I know that's not what everyone wants to hear. And I admit it's probably hard to hear when you're stuck in that downward spiral as well and that you can't see a way out or you can't see that abundant lifestyle that I keep speaking about. And that's all right. That's okay. Because we all have our own versions of success. But from my perspective, for instance, I see it as me setting an example on this podcast, okay? That's a good example. It shows everyone out there listening what is possible. I'm sharing my experiences so that you too know what's possible, so that you can then tap into your version of what an abundant life looks like and feels like to you. And that's pretty much the reason why I set up Canny Crystals in the first place, to help out others and to show people what is possible. And you're listening to this podcast right now for a reason, because now is the time that you're ready to receive. You're at that stage of your life. You're here for a reason. You have to start believing that. You have to start trusting that everything that's led up until this point in your life has all been for a reason and it's all had a purpose. And you know in your heart that you're already worthy and deserving of everything that you could ever want to manifest. Abundance has always been yours. And that's something that I want you to start understanding. The fact that you're here right now on episode 22, I think this is, it proves that you're familiar with manifesting. Unless, of course, you've listened to the episodes in the wrong order. In which case, give your head a wobble, get back to the start. But the fact that you're manifesting shows that you know what you want. You know your purpose of exactly what it is that you came here for. You know exactly what it is that you're here to create and what you're willing to settle for. On the flip side, you also know uh, what you won't settle for, um, what your standards are, what your standards aren't. And that's called having purpose. So many people in life just course through it and they're not quite understanding why they're like living the kind of life that they're currently living until they become conscious of these universal laws and manifesting. And the harsh reality is that the life you're currently experiencing is just a result of the frequency at which you're currently vibrating at, or actually to be precise, the life that you were vibrating at up until this point, but. The most important part of all is that you can change this at any time so going back to my original point sorry God I could talk about the law of attraction and manifesting all day every day so I do apologize uh but back to what programmed you to experience that scarcity and lack of abundance in the first place so this is what I want to talk to you about and what I want you to think about after this podcast. From when you're born until about age six, you are basically a walking subconscious mind. You're essentially a sponge, okay? You absorb everything. Everything anyone ever told you, you would have believed. Even to the point that we're told that there's this big fat man that comes down a chimney wearing a red suit with his big sack of presents. He's going to come swooshing in on his flying reindeer. He's going to leave presents under your tree. He's going to eat mince pies, drink your milk, He's going to give the carrot to his reindeer. And then he's going to leave your house and go and deliver gifts to every single kid around the world in a single night. Oh, and just to top it off, he lives in the North Pole. What did you do when you were first told this info? You took it as truth. You took it as gospel. Because to a child, their parents are basically God. So whatever they say must be true. So from this, can you see how from the age of maybe zero to six... Everything that you've believed up until that point, you've been programmed with. You've been programmed with negative things, but you've also been programmed with really good things like how to brush your teeth or how to talk to people, how to walk. So programming isn't all bad. There's very valuable skills and beliefs and things that you've picked up in your childhood that obviously you've taken notice of and used throughout your life. But on the flip side, there's a lot of like, limiting beliefs, and majorly disempowering things that you will have picked up as well. And these are the things that then become our worries and our fears or our limiting beliefs as we grow up and become adults. So I want you to think about some of these that you've heard growing up. And because we're talking and concentrating on abundance, let's talk about it from an abundance perspective. So what have your parents or grandparents or whoever raised you think about some of the things that they said? I've spoken about a few of mine in past episodes, like all I heard growing up was things like money doesn't grow on trees, or they've got money, or sly remarks at people that did have money, like snobs, that kind of thing. So I grew up thinking that being rich was greedy. I grew up thinking that being rich was selfish. I don't know why my voice is going so high-pitched, I do apologise. But money was the root of all evil. You shouldn't take more than you need. You don't waste your food on your plate. You have to eat every last scrap. You don't ask for more than you need. You don't ask for too much. And this even comes down to just those simple two words. That's expensive. Nowadays, that phrase just isn't in my vocabulary. I can afford whatever it is that I want, even if technically, realistically, I can't in my current reality. But who's to say that I won't win the lottery tomorrow and be able to afford it? Who's to say I won't go viral on TikTok like I did at Christmas with the advent calendars and make £5,000 overnight? All of our dreams and all of our lives look different. So I'm not saying that manifestation is about living this luxurious life So just remember that the concept of manifestation is for everyone and manifestation isn't just about things or money. Again, it's also about experiences, manifesting joy, manifesting love, relationships, friendships, business opportunities and just amazing things to you. So think about some of the actions of your parents. Maybe it's not just words that you remember. Sometimes actions mean more than words. So for example, I remember watching my mom and stepdad arguing over money. I remember me dad dragging me away from things in a shop, upset, saying things like, we don't have enough pennies for what I wanted. There's a lot of programming that you might need to undo in your life and to help you with your manifesting. And for me, I've really had to work at this belief of abundance and the fact that I can have it all. So I still get upset when I receive bills. But that comes back to watching my parents do that a lot. Another thing was living off free school meals and me mum being on benefits. We were just always in survival mode. And as you witness certain things as kids, you're taking that in as gospel. Just like you did about Santa Claus. You're consuming TV shows, media, articles, news, films, and all of these things. And this is your sign right now to start becoming aware of what you're consuming and how it's painting the world as a picture for your subconscious mind. One example I can give straight away is how many TV shows and how many movies do they paint, like the wealthy people as the baddies, as the people who are the scammers or the thieves, the evil, they do unethical things to get that money. Yet in the real world, all the wealthy people in my life that I'm friends with, or even just, I don't know, people that I I just know, they're the most generous, kindest, most incredible people that you could ever meet. You're being programmed without even our conscious awareness of how we must, like, perceive ourselves and how we must perceive others. And all I'm asking is that you start questioning that. You start questioning how it's affecting you in your own life right now. There are limitless opportunities available to you at any given moment and that's what I want you to understand. There are boundless and limitless amounts of money being circulated around you at any given moment. There's endless solutions available to any problem that exists in the world. So it's up to you to reverse the program that's led up to that point. You have to stop listening to everyone else around you who isn't living that kind of reality that you want to live. It's no secret that most of the world isn't successful. Most of the world isn't fulfilled. They're not happy. They're not living the best lives. They're all trapped in the illusion that they have to do the things that they have to do in order to live the life that they want to live. So what do we do? We take advice from broke people on how to manage our money. We take advice from people who have never even owned a business about like, should you open a business of your own? Should I do this? Should I do that? And we're taking this advice from the wrong people. So ask yourself, what do I want? Really start thinking about that. What do I want? What do I want to believe? What is it that I want to create? What do I want my life to look like? What does an abundant life look like to me? What would it mean to have more than enough? What would it look like to experience that overflow that I talked about earlier? How would I feel living that kind of life? And what is the programming that I need to undo to achieve that? So the number one thing here is having that awareness. Awareness is the beginning of the reversal of the programming. So what kind of life do you want? What kind of life are you here to create? And if you could be, do or have anything you desired, what would you manifest in life? And the second point to take away from today is to get yourself familiar with that programming, okay? Programming, do you think that you've got to let go of in order for you to create the kind of life that you outline for yourself? So thinking about what are the things that you grew up hearing that you still believe in, does that actually serve you? Is that actually helpful for you? Or is it completely unhelpful and is it hindering your progress? And don't get us wrong, this is an ongoing process as well. Like I'm constantly looking back and what I've started doing is every night before bed, I've been getting my journal out and I've been writing down any old programming, any limiting beliefs, and then writing underneath it why I know that this belief is not true. And that's how I'm undoing it. So I'm writing kind of what evidence is there to help me see that this belief is not true. And then I'm just reflecting on that for a few minutes forgiving it, letting it go, it doesn't define who I am as a person anymore. And what was my family's thoughts like 20, 30 years ago? That doesn't necessarily reflect their modern day thoughts either. So it is okay to forgive and it is okay to forget and push that out of your mind. I'm even looking at uh, maybe like a past life regression session at the minute. So if anyone can recommend any, please shout up because I also believe that you might have these issues because of past lives. There is so much that you can do to work on yourself. E God, where are we? 25 minutes in, bloody hell. Right, let's wrap this up. (laughs) Sorry, I do ramble. Um, If you do have any limiting beliefs or programming or conditioning, feel free to drop us a message with what that limiting belief is and I'll talk you through it. We can talk through it together and go through. Okay, what are your limiting beliefs? How do you know that that's not true? Okay, if you're stuck and you're struggling with this, drop me a DM okay? I honestly don't mind. All my links are in my show notes. Don't forget as well, uh, please drop me a review or even just a rating. It doesn't have to be five star, but it takes less than 30 seconds to do so on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It just really, really helps me out. Um, it pushes my podcast up the chart. I was top 20 again last week whoop whoop for spirituality in the UK. Um and that's all because of you lot, so I'm always truly thankful and grateful for everything that you do for us. I see you all sharing your videos as well, listening to me podcast at work, at home, on the go, and I just feel really honored that you take my little camp voice with you in your pockets everywhere. how cute let us know what you want to hear from me next on this podcast anything i haven't covered before anything that you want us to go into more detail about if you want to drop us a message like i say send us a message about your limiting beliefs about your conditioning your programming we'll talk it through together you can contact me on tiktok or instagram both my handles are at canny crystals all links are in the show notes below as well Thank you so much for joining me once again today. Have a beautiful week and I'll see you all again next Friday. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye.